Hey everyone, this is Vernon Ross and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And to get, today, guys, guess what? We're going to talk about something we don't normally talk about on the podcast. As a matter of fact, I don't think we've really talked about this kind of stuff in this way since maybe episode seven or eight, since Gene Chatsky was on the podcast. So <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Um, I've got a guest on today. She's known as the Penny Pension Mom. And some people think of Penny Pension as, oh, I don't know, Penny Pension. It's not a good thing. But I think it's a really good thing when you hear exactly what she's been able to do with this whole Penny Pension thing. I mean, she's basically worked her way through blogging and other stuff out of $37,000 worth of debt. And we're going to explore a lot of that today. Tracy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. All right. So, guys, I want to let you guys know real quick, you can find her anywhere online at pennypinchingmom.com. And that's P-I-N-C-H-I-N, no G, mom.com. So, Tracy, tell me a little bit about this whole $37,000. Because, you know, when people have a bio, they have a, well, mm-hmm. you know, I did this, I did that, and I did this. How, how'd you get into that kind of debt? Well, we kind of were like most families. You know, we had a couple of cars. We had a little bit of credit card debt. And then for us, we thought that we were going to, um, you know, play the game the right way, maybe beat the system. And we took out a home equity loan and said, oh, we're not going to do credit cards. We'll do everything on a home equity loan because we're smart. And obviously we weren't very smart because it helped us rack up some debt. So that's really kind of where it came from. And the, the interesting thing that I like to share is that when I was in my 20s, I actually declared personal bankruptcy. And so in my 20s, I declared personal bankruptcy. And the problem with that was apparently I didn't learn my lesson (laughs) because (laughs) when I got married, my husband and I built up debt. And so it's one of those things I always like to say when we talk about debt is that, you know, bankruptcy was, you know, a Band-Aid for an open wound. So um, my bankruptcy didn't teach me, but my husband and I built up this debt. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not doing the bankruptcy thing again. Obviously, that was the wrong answer. And so we decided to see what we could do to eliminate that debt. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So I know you guys are probably wondering, dude, what, wait a minute. This is a social strategy podcast. <laughs> Why are you talking about money? I don't, I don't understand. You guys are going to get it. You, you really are. Yeah. Because I think as uh, social media strategists, online business people, coaches, all the people that listen to the podcast, you're going to figure out that through this conversation with Tracy, it's more than just about the financial part of it, but you have to have that foundation before you can be successful in any of this. And not enough people talk about how to get your money right. So you got to get your finances right. And of course, there's other, there's ways to do that. You can either, so I think I've heard uh, Patrice Washington. So guys, to give you a little bit background on this, I'm really involved in the FinCon community. Uh, It's just one of the places that I like to hang out. There are a lot of smart social media people there and a lot of smart finance people who happen to be really good at social media stuff. So Tracy, I I hear all the time, there's only one way for you to save money or or, or to be financially free. You've Mm -hmm. either got to make more money 
or you I think is it make more money, save more money? What? What? Is, I think you, you probably know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody thinks if I just make more money, that my money problems will go away. Right. No, right. you have to control your money, whether it's in a business sense, a personal sense. If you're not in control of your finances, no matter what you try to do, you're going to fail. You know, and so that is the key: is you have to control that money. You have to give every penny a job and tell it what it is going to do that month. And once you can do that, then everything else kind of falls into place. Oh, that's interesting. So what does that mean? So it's like when you get a paycheck, everybody gets a payday comes around, or you have income coming in from your business. When that money comes in, what what are you doing with that money? You need to have a line-by-line budget. So I've got $1,000 coming in. X dollars covers my mortgage. X dollars covers my utilities. X dollars covers my food. And then at the end, these people say, well, I've always got like 50 bucks left over my budget. No, you don't. That $50 needs to do something. It might be savings. It might be paying off debt. It might be investments. It might be retirement. But every single penny that you make has to be given a specific job that it must do. Oh, wow. I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I've been a little bit lucky, but you know what? Not always because no. there's there's been some stuff that, you know, we've gone through financially that I didn't realize how it happened or couldn't figure out why it happened. And we did that smart thing of getting, you know, the home equity loan. Yeah. And um, yeah, I guess it's worked out a little bit, but I, I don't know. So when you start talking about finances, the first thing I think about, and I'm sure other people think about, oh, okay, well, I can just go get a part-time job. I can, you know, Uber or something else like yeah. that, but it's usually just dollars for hours. And so I'm trying to figure out how can you do that when you don't have the hours? Well, sometimes what you have to do is you have to, I looked to myself in my situation, I looked within and, you know, we were struggling, you know, and we wanted to get all this debt paid off and all of our money was given its job and apparently it was not doing a very good job at it, needed to be fired. And so I looked at what can I do? Um, I need to make some more money, you know, because I've done step one. Every penny has a job. That's my first thing. So we've done everything we can there. We've cut our budget. I've got to find a way to make money. You know, here I'm a new mom, mm-hmm. young kids at home. Trying to work part-time just wasn't going to cut it for me. It just did not work for us financially because of childcare costs. They were just going to, they were just going to kill us. So I thought, okay, maybe what I can do is I can just try to cut our, cut our budget more. So I started researching how to save more money and through this whole process, learned about blogging and thought, huh, okay, well, this would be kind of fun. Started a blog and before I knew it, I was making money for my family and not just a little bit of money. We're talking life-changing money that actually helped us eliminate our debt. And so this whole, you know, for us being in debt was actually a godsend because being in debt and learning how to manage our money better, but even more than that, steering me down this path to create this amazing business and to learn how to blog and how to handle social media it is just the most amazing gift ever. So, of course, you know, I've got to find, I've got to ask. So, um, you started a blog and then you started making money at your blog. Mm-hmm. What first started making money for you? Because I know tons of bloggers that start blogs and they don't make a dime. 
<laughs> well, I think I was lucky. You know, I think that's what it comes down to. You do see these people like, oh, I made a thousand dollars my first month of blogging. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a lot of luck involved in that. Um, for <laughs> right. me, it was, um, I think I just started hitting the right audience. I was connecting with people who were also in debt, um, you know, using my own passion. And it was um, more affiliate networking, which mm -hmm. the affiliate networking and marketing is where you place a link on your site. And if somebody happens to click or buy, you make money. Um, so that's kind of how I started. And that was really the whole um basically the money-making concept I used for a while, just because I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, you know, I had a blindfold on spinning in a circle with a dart in my hand, hoping when I let the dart go that I was somewhere get close to the target. Right. And, uh, but I started learning from that. And when I started making that money, I realized, you know what, there's an opportunity here. You know, this isn't just me putting up a few little links on a, a blog, hoping somebody clicks and buys, I think I can turn this into a business. And so I started researching further and then developed the income strategy with the sponsored posts and the ad networks and that type of uh, content. Right. So now how do you not sell out and do a sponsored post? Because I get that question a lot. Oh, absolutely. I am very particular with my sponsored posts. Um, before I even drop a price and tell somebody what I'm going to pay, I need to know what company it is. I need to know what they represent. And I have to make sure it aligns with my message. You know, I like I run a money saving site for me to post about, um, you know, some new lipstick would make no sense at all. And that would appear <laughs> right. to be the sell out. someone just posting to make a buck. So my content, I have to make sure it aligns with me. And it's not even just the content. It's the company. I research every single potential sponsor before I even email them back to begin a conversation because I want to know what are they about? What is their vision? Does their, um, do their ethics align with mine? You know, I get a lot of companies that want to talk credit cards. Mm -hmm. I am not a big proponent of credit cards. And so for me to talk about that, it's just something I don't really believe in. Right. Not because it's not fit for my audience because my audience apparently uses them, but I can't get behind that. So that's the thing is you have to believe in that product and that company. And if you can do those two things, then a sponsored post doesn't appear sponsored because it's something your audience thinks that you would talk about regularly. So if you're going to talk about it anyhow, why not get paid for it? But you just have to really walk that fine line in what works and what doesn't and not be afraid to say no, because at the end of the day, the money's not everything. No, I mean, that's, that's entirely true. I get a lot of stuff and I have in the past gotten, uh, you know, gambling stuff, especially when I run a, ran a video game site, you, you get approached by the casinos all the time. Hey, yeah. would you place an ad here? It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, we'll give you a thousand dollars. And it's like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hard. And you know, that's the thing. It's so hard to turn down that money. You know, mm -hmm. I've turned down amazing offers, but at at the end of the day, I have to be able to sleep at night and I have to know that I'm being authentic to myself and to my readers. And they can tell when you're trying to pull the wool over them and they can tell when you've sold out. Right. So again, don't be afraid to say no, because for everyone you say no to, there's going to be that one right one is going to land in your lap and it's going to be amazing. No, that's awesome. So I was looking through some of the posts on your site and stuff like that. And one of, one of the posts that you have has like 799 Facebook shares and 300 mm -hmm. Pinterest shares. Yeah. How, 
how did you build like the social media audience to, you know, that, that will start visiting your blog because, you know, I mean, of course you talk about finances and to let you guys know, Tracy has a background. She was a 401k administrator for years. So that's how she knew what to write about because it was what she had done. So she used her, you know, her skill set to start this blog. So that gives you answers that question because I know it's probably looming out there a little bit. <laughs> but you know, how did you do that? You know, um, I was one of those lucky adapters into Facebook. Uh, I remember back when Facebook showed everything on everybody you followed that you liked in your newsfeed. And so I jumped on that bandwagon and I just started sharing my content and people started loving it. And as time has gone on, I've really been studying that social media because you can't just drop a link and hope someone's going to look at it because that's not how it works. Social media, you have to be social. And so, you know, like in Facebook, we don't share hardly any of our content, believe it or not. In a 24-hour day, we're posting, you know, 15 to 16 times a day. And I'll tell you why in a couple of minutes. <laughs> and out of all of those posts, I'm lucky if 25% of that is my own content. We are sharing other things that our audience is interested in. You think of it like a date. You know, on a date, you don't want to sit across from somebody and have them do nothing but talk about themselves all night. That's pretty darn boring. You'd like to talk about other topics. And so the same is true when it comes to social media. And social media experts are curators of content and they're curators of authentic and good content. And so people flock to you because you're sharing all of this great information and things that they want to learn about. And every once in a while you get that opportunity, you can slide in your own piece of content. So it mixes in well. And so you've got this well curated audience that just craves everything that you have to say. And so over time, that's what I have figured out. And so I've become sort of an expert and a resource for people. And as a result, we've grown that social media following to a huge presence. Like right now, our social, our Facebook page has 638,000 likes, uh, fans on it. Yes, yeah, And <laughs> yeah, and we've got amazing engagement and our reach, you know, on a weekly basis, our overall reach from our site is like 1.7 to 2 million people mm -hmm. is what everything that we're reaching. And that's how we've done it is because we're putting the things people crave out there. We're putting the things they want to read about. And it's not just us, you know, and as we've gotten bigger, we have more of the ability to post more frequently and the more frequently they post, the more people are seeing. And so it develops this amazing cycle where you get to find the videos and the memes and the photos that people want to see. And again, when they're engaged and they're loving what you're saying and you throw your own content out there, they don't even notice that it's coming from you. They're just loving everything you have to say. That is interesting because I guess when you think about it, when you look at most pages, and a lot of people complain about this, and it seems like you probably never really had this issue, uh, the whole reach issue on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I, I actually have had the reach issue myself. You know, um, I still put things out there that don't get the reach that I'm hoping for. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the thing. It's like you have to understand how, like, Facebook works. Um, when you put a post out there, Facebook pushes it out to a certain percentage of your followers. And they see how they react to that. If it starts to get some engagement and some likes, they push it to a few more. 
And as more people like it, they push it to a few more and a few more, and it goes from there. So if you're putting something out there and your fans do not like what you say or are not interested or engaged in that specific topic or that article or link or whatever it happens to be, Facebook knows that because they don't want to keep pushing your content out and give it to all these people if no one's interested in it. So the idea is to ensure that what you're putting out there is what people want to see. You want to make sure that your target audience is getting the information they crave and the things that turn them into super fans that they will want to like, comment, and share with the other people that they know. So it, it sounds a lot like the whole sales premise of, you know, it, no like, and trust. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know, cause Facebook loves Facebook, you know, there's, I mean, we all know that <laughs> right, right. it's just, there's no way around it. And so the more you can do to keep people on Facebook and engaged on Facebook, the more Facebook's going to say, you know what, you're doing a good job. We're going to push that content that maybe those people didn't like so much that didn't get much reach. You know, we're going to push that a little bit more for you. And so the more you help Facebook, the more Facebook helps you, you know, that whole, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours theory comes mm-hmm. into play on Facebook because I hear all the time, everyone says, oh, Facebook hates me. Uh, folks, Facebook doesn't hate you. They don't even know you exist. So, I mean, <laughs> exactly, I'm going to be blunt. Exactly. They really don't know about you. They're just looking for good content. They're looking for the things that will be shared by others and that people are actually going to want to and read and read and engage with. And if you can provide that, then that's how Facebook rewards you is you give them content that will keep them on Facebook and Facebook says, thank you. I'm going to push this content out a little more and get you more reach and more engagement. Mm-hmm. So now when you, when you start talking about websites and blogging and I know you teach people how to blog and how to you mm-hmm. know actually build their websites, well, not, you know, from the technical aspect, but how to build a blog traffic is important. Like yes. you know, where you're going to get all this traffic and, you know, for mm-hmm. anybody in the audience who doesn't know what traffic is, I'm talking about visitors to your website, people that actually come and visit and click on stuff on your site. How mm-hmm. do you how do you get them there using social media? I mean, with Facebook and it looks like a lot of Pinterest shares. Yeah. What type of content are you putting out there? Um, you know, I'm putting out there the stuff that's genuine. Um, let's look at Pinterest for a second. On Pinterest is everyone thinks it's a social media platform, and it's not really. P- Pinterest is more of a virtual search engine or excuse me, a visual search engine in that it's looking for beautiful images and text overlay and things that people want to read about. And so people go there to search for topics and to get information more so than they do to engage and interact like they would on Facebook. So on Pinterest, what uh, we always do is first of all, is we make sure we have images, Pinterest likes, Pinterest likes long vertical images with text overlay. And so we make sure that's it. We make sure the image is captivating, that it kind of tells the story about what they're going to learn. And the third thing we do is we make sure that the text on that image lures them in. It's a captivating title that makes them want to learn more. And so we do that for our own content. But it's more than that. It is a community on Pinterest. And again, it comes back to authority. And this is really the case on any social media platform. You're trying to establish authority in your niche. And so on Pinterest, we pin other people's content that's relatable so that I've got a budgeting. I've got how to get out of debt. I've got this other stuff. 
I obviously can't write everything there is to know. There's no way. Other people are experts too. So I'm also sharing their content and putting their content onto Pinterest. And when I'm doing that, people who follow me, they aren't following me only because of what I have to say. They're following me because I am finding that content they want. I'm finding those great images with those articles they want to learn more about. So it's, again, this curation of content on Pinterest. Um, So we've done that. And again, we did that same thing on Facebook. But what it really comes down to in um, getting that traffic or those people to read what you have to say is a network. Mm -hmm. It's a network of people in the same niche industry where you're going to help build one another up and share your content, your um, social media uh, posts, et cetera, to help get the word out there about what you have to say. Oh, no, that's interesting. How, do, how would one get involved in something like that? What I've done is, um, let's just say Facebook, for example. There's some great things you can do on Facebook. You can actually go into your, if you're an administrator on your page, go into your page insights. And if you scroll down, Facebook actually shows you related pages. Other people on Facebook doing the same thing you are. You could reach out to those page owners via email and say, hey, you know what? We're sharing like content. Would you like to collaborate? That's one way. The same thing on Pinterest. You can find people pinning the same type of content as you. Reach out to them. And you, on Pinterest, you can develop group boards where you collaborate as a group and you might have 10 people who share a board and you all put your content onto that board and you can help network and share one another's content. Um, I've had people who follow certain others on blogs and they'll just email them and they'll reach out and try to get a conversation going. Um, people that are in these networks and in these industries, they like to work with others. You know, we, we like to help one another because the thing is the more people I know who are willing to share my content, the more I grow. So if I can help others by doing the same thing, it's this whole unity and this whole circle where we're just really lifting one another up and we're making sure that we're helping each other grow that website traffic or that social media reach, um, together instead of competing, let's work together and try to not be so daggone competitive and see what happens. <laughs> right. Well, you know, because people are, Oh no, I, I, I don't want to contact a site that right. does the same thing I'm doing. They're going to steal all my people, mm-hmm. but that doesn't happen. I, no, it doesn't. Because if you think about it, there are, I obviously don't know, but how many people in the world and look at how many people come to your website or are on, on your social media following. And look at that as a percentage of people in the world. Look at the other people doing the same thing. And that same type of that thing, the people that are following you are not the same people following blog a, mm-hmm. and the people following blog a are not following you. So you're not going to steal people from each other. You're just opening up what you have to say to a brand new audience and the people who love you, love you for you. They aren't going to leave. And if they are, you know what? That's okay. Because then they weren't your right avatar. They weren't your right person you were trying to reach. So you really don't need them following you. You'd rather have a hundred engaged fans who love everything you say, will buy everything that you write and all of that, then a thousand people who may 
slightly be interested and maybe occasionally read an article. (laughs) So it's in, it's an engaged super fan and that engaged super reader. That's who you really want to focus on. Right. So when I, when I think about the whole, you know, blogging as a business blogging as an, as an income stream, um, how many income streams have you been able to build from your business that somebody could, you know, go out and start working on today? Oh my goodness. Several. Um, I've got the ability mark affiliate marketing, Mm-hmm. I have ad networks. I have sponsored posts. It's your own products. You know, we've got courses and books that we sell. Um, the, uh, again, the sponsored posts, um, gosh, um, uh, trying to think all the different avenue streams. Um, so like what, what did you make your first money at? Uh, the affiliate marketing. And that was basically where I had a link on my site and a think it was to print a coupon or to get a a free sample of something. I can't Uh even really remember, (laughs) but it was some things that people clicked on. And the thing is I started my blog in January of 09 and I didn't get my first check until August of 09. And my first check was for $65. So it wasn't like I just, you know, instantly went in and that's when I really realized, Hey, you know, I can do make some money at this. And so when I got that $65 check, it was kind of a motivation for me. And I think part of the reason that I was able to turn that into success is that, you know, running a website and an online presence, it's hard work. And Mm -hmm. if you don't first have the passion that you need to carry you through, you're never going to make any money at it. If you start doing this just to make money, you'll probably fail because there's going to be low times, you know, that you're not making much money or the traffic is down or, you know, social media reach is killing you. You can't get, nobody's seeing what you have to say. If you don't have the passion carrying you through those low times, you'll quit. So make sure you have that passion behind you. And then you can start to add the money and the ad networks, the affiliate marketing, all the things that I've talked about. Right. You know, I think when people approach affiliate marketing and they, they feel like, oh, well, I'll just stick this you know, the site up here and it's going to make, it's going to start making money if I get enough traffic to the site. And although that may be true in a little bit of an aspect, uh, I know a lot of really good affiliate uh, marketers and people that have affiliate offers on their sites, they do little launches for those affiliate programs and they actually tell their audiences about them. Do you do that kind of stuff? You know what? I actually have not. Um, probably from the standpoint that, you know, when I'm running a money saving site, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not really trying to push content and to spend money in my readers faces, but, um, moving into the blogging business as well. Um, that's something that I am definitely pursuing because your readers trust you. That's why they're there. They're reading everything you have to say. They're following you on your social media accounts because they love what you're putting out there. And many times I look at you as an expert in your field. So if you can market that product to those people and tell them why you like it, they're probably going to buy time and time again because of that level of trust that they have developed with you. And it's very simple to do through your email newsletter, through your social media accounts, um, to talk about those products that you love. And again, you have it, you say you like it, people trust you and they're going to buy time and time again. Right. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I was looking at some of the stuff that you offer and some of the stuff that's, you know, for as far as resources on your page, Mm -hmm. when you have a, uh, when you have a small site or you're just starting out, Mm -hmm. what's a, what's a good thing that someone could look at that they, you know, eventually could make a little bit of money with to get them going. And so that they don't lose confidence immediately once they start. (laughs) Um, I always tell people, 
I would put some put um, some ads on your site to start because as people start visiting, you'll start making a little bit of money, and it's basically passive income, meaning that you don't have to be sitting there putting a link in front of somebody promoting a product time and time again just to try to make money. The ads just sit there and as people visit, you start to make money. So that's a really good way to get started just because it's a simple method. Um, then once you do that, I tell people, you know, get into that affiliate marketing. And the best way to do affiliate marketing is to write an article about whatever it is you want to write about. There's nothing mm -hmm. right or wrong. But then if you talk about, um, let's just say potty training. I'll use that as an example. You're talking about potty training and you're like, Oh gosh, there are these, there's some of these books that I've read. You can link to those books on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or whatever. And you can use affiliate links so that when you're talking about this product and this book that you love, you just put a link on there and someone's going to say, Oh, I want to read what book does she talking about? They're going to click over. They're going to go right to that product and say, Oh, this great potty training a weekend book. I think I want to buy that. So you can learn to incorporate those links into every article you write to where they look natural. They don't look like you're marketing to somebody. They fit into with the content mm -hmm. and the context of what you have to say. And what's great is when you write that article once, it sits out there forever. So even six months from now, if somebody clicks on that article and they click over on that book, you can continue to make money. Right. Yeah. And the longer it's out there, guys, the, the easier it is going to yes. be found. So. Yeah. That, is, that is definitely something. So if, if you guys want to find out where to like, okay, so we've talked about all this information. Where do I actually find out this stuff? If you go out to pennypensionmom.com, there's a resources link. It's a resources-favorites-things. And it talks about a lot of Tracy's favorite things uh, from some of the affiliate programs that she has, uh, financing, some of the things that she recommends for her site. And uh, some of the programs that she uses. So it, it actually has those networks right down there. Just click on one of those links if you want to find out more about it. I'm familiar with like Link Share and Commission Junction and Pepper Jam and Share Sale Network is one of the easiest ones to get involved mm -hmm. with. And you can find programs that, you know, complement the stuff that you're interested in. So it's, it's not impossible to start making money. And, you know, just like with anything else, you actually have to do it in order to get started. <laughs> Exactly. And don't let that fear hold you back. You know, I, there's so many people that say, say, I'm scared that I'm, you know, to how to, I don't know how to do this. And the thing is, it's like, none of us knew what we were doing when we first started this, we, you know, we just kind of jumped in with both feet and we've learned a lot. So don't let that fear hold you back, you know, be willing to take those risks and amazing things can happen. Well, cool, Tracy. You know, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I think that people are going to get a lot of information, and I know we could probably go on for another hour talking about affiliate marketing. <laughs> yeah, we could. Yep. Couponing, because we didn't even really get into that. And nope. <laughs> we didn't even get into the whole saving money thing, because I, I think people are so curious about, you know, are there actually people that make money with blogs? Because I hear it all yes. the time. And Absolutely. Yeah, guys, Tracy is a really good example of that. And when you look at, Someone that's able to build a social media following of, you know, 600,000 plus on a Facebook page, they're not putting junk content out there. Nope. <laughs> so uh, definitely check her out. Tracy, what's, what's the best place that people can find you online if I didn't mention it already? You know what? Actually, say Facebook is probably the best one, you know, especially if you guys are pushing, you know, trying to get in that social media. Come learn and see what I'm doing. It's just Penny Pension Mom on Facebook. Come see what we're doing. There you go. Now, do you have a course where you teach people how to blog if they want to do that? 
Um, I actually have a brand new course I'm putting together and we are launching very soon. And nice. it is Facebook growth strategies course where I teach people how you can grow on Facebook, even if you don't want to give Facebook a dime. So I'm going to teach you how to do it naturally and organically. Bessie, that's, there you go, guys. It's not, yep. it's not about necessarily giving Facebook money like everybody nope. says. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to always pay to play. There are ways to work around it. But yeah, we're in the, we're in a beta test right now and they are helping me make sure that everything is absolutely perfect. And as soon as that is done, I will be launching that course and selling it to anybody who would love to learn more. Awesome. That'll work. Well, guys, definitely make sure to follow Tracy on Facebook so you can be one of the first ones or sign up for an email list so you can know when that stuff is going to happen. Absolutely. Well, Tracy, thanks again for coming on the podcast. I really did enjoy it. And uh, I'll have to have you back because there's a lot of other stuff I'm sure we can talk about, like your course after it launches and what you do oh, to be yeah. successful. Absolutely. I would love to come back and talk to everybody. So thanks again for having me. All right. Thanks a lot, Tracy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone, that was Tracy Fobbs, Penny Pension Mom. You know, this episode took a while to get out. Um, all kinds of stuff happened with the podcast. Uh, the book is launching this month, actually in about a, uh, just over a week. Uh, my microphone died on me. It had a horrible code that killed my voice, so I really wasn't able to record and then just life, that happens when you run a podcast. So budding podcasters out there, don't fall off just because something happens with your show. You can definitely recover from it and keep going. So I just wanted to let you guys know that's the big lull between episodes this time, is there was just some stuff going on. But this is such a good episode. Uh, lots of stuff, lots of content covered in here. Um, things that I hadn't really thought about as far as from a financial perspective, things I thought I was doing right, like, you know, going and getting the home equity line of credit and doing all of that stuff to try to uh, balance out bills. And we've, you know, actually been through that where it was not a good idea and, you know, eventually recovered from it. But you realize through those mistakes what you should and shouldn't be doing. And there's no reason for you guys to try to do that because Tracy has figured it all out for you and you can go out to her site, pennypinchingmom.com or, and that's pinch in, leave the G off. <laughs> anyway, guys, I really did enjoy having Tracy on the show. Thank her so much for coming on. Make sure you go out to her site. Make sure you also download the guide. She's got some stuff for you. There's going to be some uh, free giveaway stuff in the show notes from Tracy exclusively for you guys. So definitely go and check that out. Um, again, the book is launching on June the 20th. Look for it in bookstores. If you guys have been following me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, you saw that I'm starting to get the orders from bookstores across the nation, which is amazing. And uh, something that I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool to start getting these uh, orders in from all over the place. So really, really happy about that. Um, go out to vernonross.com forward slash book to order from any of the fine retailers near you, whether that's Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, 800 CEO Reads, and of course, Amazon. You can get it anywhere books are sold. So definitely go out and get at least one copy. It's only $12.95. Uh, you can get it for as little as, I believe, $8.95 on 800 CEO reads because they're about 40% off of retail. So definitely go get the book there. 
I don't care where you go get it. Just go get it. Get it and get this message out there. People need to find their voice. They need to figure out what's going on and be able to talk and get their message out there. So that's what Master Your Message is all about. It's about helping you to figure out the thing that you most want to talk about. And I share some of my experiences and how I figured out what I wanted to do and found my voice. Um, starting at the tender age of 15 years old. So please go check out the book. Um, send me a copy of your receipt. Just take a picture of it. Send me a copy of you with the book. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to send me a receipt. Send me a, uh, just a picture. Instagram me, tag me in your picture. Uh, send me a snap, whatever. Just send me a photo of you in the book and where you are. I'll make sure to post it to all my social medias and share whatever it is that is most important to you right now, whatever it is that you're working on in the post so that people can know about you and the wonderful things that you're also doing. It is not about me at all. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Looking forward to podcast movement coming up in August, FinCon coming up in October, and uh, maybe popping up a couple other places with the book launching. So look out for that. I'll be announcing it more on the podcast, and I will see you in the next episode. Oh, and by the way, there's a giveaway coming soon. Another Amazon Echo. Don't miss it. Your